2: Some of the best high school basketball in the Midwest is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to the fan high school insider, big time Mike McGivern.
3: Not exactly, not exactly Mike McGivern today. He is out uh, this week. Uh, but he will be back next week, our W High School, uh, SSP High School Insider. Instead, it's Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you. you can catch me, Gary Ellerson, uh, and, of course, the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Leroy Butler Weekdays from 10 to 2 on the Wendy's Big Show here on 1250 AM, The Fan, and across our statewide Wisconsin uh, network, the Big Show Radio Network. Uh, also, you can catch me, Sparky's Midday Madness, uh, from 2 to 3 every day, Monday through Friday, uh, too. Now, I believe this is the best segment of the show. With all due respect to everybody involved, it's time for this one. What makes someone
2: a superhero? They can leap tall buildings in a single bound? No. Faster than a speeding bullet? No. More powerful than a locomotive? Absolutely not. Let us introduce you to what we believe superheroes are really about. It's time for the current electric superhero of
3: the week. This is always a fun segment. I try and check it out each and every week because Mike McGivern finds the most remarkable people. Uh, in these schools uh, across southeastern Wisconsin doing crazy things. I wish I would have done when I was in high school. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, she is Lily McDonald, a senior over at New Berlin Eisenhower. Lily, thanks for coming on. appreciate it.
4: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
3: Uh, First things first, uh, let's talk about uh, being a superhero and what this exactly means to you. I can't imagine you've ever been called a superhero before like today.
4: Yeah, I can't say I ever have, Um, but being a superhero to me is doing the best for not only yourself, but the people around you and supporting your community and your team. Um, Being a superhero, I don't know. I Like, for example, right now, I'm sitting in the stairwell at a dance competition with my teammates. They're all downstairs um, supporting the other teams. And I came up here to do this interview, and it just kind of shows that you can be around for everyone, and also find ways to support your own future and kind of just be someone that everyone can count on.
3: Yeah, Obviously, you're a senior captain over at Eisenhower for the varsity dance team. You do uh, track and field. You do cross country, do all of that stuff. Where where do you think this drive uh, comes from that you have and the leadership that you come from? Does it come from parents? Does it come from somewhere else, from uh, growing up earlier in life? I'll be honest, I've got kids not everybody has your leadership uh, capabilities. It doesn't sound like.
4: Yeah, I'd say um, my leadership capabilities, it really came from, I'd say my sister Uh, growing up, like my sister and I were always like, we didn't have that very lovey-dovey kind of sister relationship. It was always, she was really on me about getting schoolwork done. And I always looked up to her a lot. She was a really dedicated gymnast. She has like 4.0s all throughout high school. And, you know, while I necessarily didn't, she still reminded me like, hey, this stuff matters for your future. So I started kind of finding ways to take the drive that she had and apply it in a way that I understood, which was through leadership, through sports, through bringing together the community. And I feel like we each have our own ways of showing our dedication and I give a lot of that to my dad and my mom as well.
3: Current Electric Superhero of the Week, Lily McDonald, uh, who's a senior at New Berlin uh, Eisenhower. And as she said, she's at a dance competition uh, right now. But also, you do a lot of stuff uh, outside of school as well, volunteering, including Walk to End Alzheimer's, uh, where you work with a committee to organize teams and fundraise locally. Why is that such an important charity for you?
4: That's a really important charity for me because I have family who is um, affected by Alzheimer's and dementia, but I don't live near them. And we only get to see um, my grandma like once a year, not even. So I wanted to try to find a way to still support my mom's side of the family, even though I'm halfway across the country. So I feel like that's a way that I can help not only my family, but a lot of the other families who are affected by the disease.
3: I had a grandpa uh, who had Alzheimer's and dementia and passed away uh, mm-hmm. earlier in my life. So I can relate to that uh, story very well and uh, happy uh, that you are a part of it and uh, doing that. The other thing that people should know, so not only are you involved in uh, all these sports and so forth uh, at uh, the high school, and not only are you you know, doing stuff out- outside for charities and so forth, but you're also bringing in some cash uh, and are gainfully employed uh, as well. And not in just one place, you got multiple things going on here. Yeah.
4: Um, I currently have my part-time job, which I work at the gingerbread house in Muskego, Wisconsin, learning how to serve right now and all of that. And then I went to the gingerbread house because I had a interest in baking. So sure. I have a small business that I kind of make cookies for other people. And then I'm also a model signed with Select Model Chicago, and I do jobs occasionally for brands such as Claire's or local boutiques.
3: Okay, well, you just passed over and didn't give the name of your company. So that's a mistake. Ming Sweets uh, uh, yeah. is the name of of her company. So how do people get a hold of you if, if they want you to do some stuff for them?
4: Yeah, um, Ming Sweets. It's very small. I do stuff pretty much through my school and families that I know. I have an Instagram at Ming Sweets, which I haven't really been too active on as of lately with school, but in the summer, I do a lot of grad parties. I have some cookie orders and some cupcake orders, so you can go take a look at that if you'd like.
3: Lily, we ha- we have to have a goal of getting a new Instagram post of something you bake before Sunday night. Yeah, that that has to be a goal. We got to get this done before Sunday night, because if all these people listening are going to go check it out, they got to see something new <laughs> and up to date of what you made. What's your specialty? Uh, cookies, cakes? What is it?
4: I do a lot of sugar cookies. A lot of these decorated graduation cookies were very popular last year. I have some more cookies that I'm making for someone next weekend. So I'd say it's the cookies that are popular.
3: So are you into watching like uh kid's baking championship and, uh, and all these different cooking shows on TV?
4: When I was younger, I watched a ton of those shows. Nowadays, I pretty much only watch The Great British Bake Off. And Ooh, good. That, that's, that's fun. Yeah, he's kind but, of a yeah. jerk,
3: that one guy. Uh, but, but that's all right. The, the other one that's really good right now that I've been watching is Next Level Chef. That's really good with Gordon Ramsay, and it's three different kitchens depending on where you go. depends on what kind of equipment you get, and somebody gets booted off each week. That's really good, too. Uh, okay, she is the Current Electric Superhero of the Week, Lily McDonald. Go to the Current Electric Facebook page, uh, and can read more of her bio there. Very impressive stuff. Uh, again, Current Electric Superhero of the Week, Lily McDonald, a senior at New Berlin Eisenhower. Lily, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it.
4: Yeah, thank you for having me.
3: You betcha. Take care. Good luck in your competition.
4: Of course. Thank you. Bye. There-
3: Yep, bye-bye. There she is. Lily McDonald, the Great Midwest Bank hotline of applying for a home renovation loan. As you're feeling anxious, breathe. Like Great Midwest Bank help you create, a, a, help you experience, I should say, a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. And again, thanks to Current Electric for being a great sponsor of that superhero deal. And they've done work in my house. They, they helped me with my basement that I kind of finished up. Put all new outlets in the basement. Put uh, track lighting up in the basement. Uh, as well, and uh, always been appreciative for the good job, a good work that those guys do over there. All right, coming up next, Bryant and Stratton is next. Jeff Lorenz, head women's basketball coach, next here on the Varsity Blitz Basketball Coaches Show, presented to you by your local Pick and Save stores here on 1250 AM, The Fans. Welcome back, Marcy Blitz High School basketball coaches show presented to you by your local pick and save stores here on 1250 AM. The fan like to thank ideal logos, current electric. You just heard the superhero of the week there. Uh, And UW Credit Union for all being sponsors of the show. UW Credit Union team of the week comes up in the next segment. You would think it would be basketball. Mm -mm. No, it's not a basketball team. It's a different program. You'll find out who that is and where they're from. Coming up in the next segment. Joining us now here is Jeff Lorenz, the head women's basketball coach at Bryan and Stratton on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline with me, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, filling in for Mike McGivern. Jeff, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it.
5: Not a problem, Steve. How, how's your
3: day? Uh, pretty good, man. Look, I, I can't sit here and tell you I'm all that familiar with uh, women's day to day activities at Bryan and Stratton for uh, basketball. So, uh, in the yep. break, though, I pulled it up, and I looked, man, y'all are really good. I mean, you had a little hiccup there in Peoria, a couple of losses, but three losses on the year, five-game winning streak, or six-game winning streak, uh, rolling on right now. you got to be happy with how you guys have played so far.
5: Extremely happy. I mean, we're, we're progressing nicely. You know, we had a couple losses, like you you had indicated, um, in Peoria during a holiday tournament. We played number one in the country, and and we ended up having a little hiccup with them. Um, and then we, we we followed it up playing a Division One program, um, and had a little issue with them. But you know, all in all, I'm really happy with team's performing. We're in the top ten in the country. We're seventeen and three on the season. And, you know, we're marching and we're picking off our goals, and we're marching towards the uh, March Madness.
3: So you guys were were supposed to uh, have played already, but you've had a couple of games postponed. Uh, Carl Sandberg and Illinois Valley Community College. What happened there? Is it COVID related, or what happened?
5: Yeah, both of them were COVID related. You know, we were supposed to be on the road today, and uh, unfortunately, I'm at home doing the
3: uh, honey do list. Well, good for you. At least you're getting some stuff done around the house. But, but I mean, <laughs> exactly. you, you you just exactly. you just came up with a couple of postponements earlier in the month on the 13th and 15th as well between Alverno and Illinois Valley Community College. You got postponed by again. That has to make things difficult. On you and the team, as far as staying fresh, staying ready, uh or does it kind of work to your benefit more practice time uh in between games
5: it's a it's a slippery slope you know rest rest is always good, but too much- too much rest is not very good because you need to stay game sharp and and playing is the only way to stay game sharp. I mean, we can duplicate all the stuff we want in practice and work on fundamentals and all that stuff and break down game film, which we have been doing you know and and we've showed um improvement and especially Thursday night against UW Whitewater. I mean we 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 played very well against a national powerhouse, a D3 national powerhouse.
3: Let's talk about uh some of the players on your team. Perry Ellis going through box scores here uh, appears to be the player uh for your team uh here recently at least. How, how good is she uh and what does her future look like?
5: Um she is She's gifted in the classroom. She's gifted on the court. Um, she's a really good kid. Um, LeJanique, I mean, she she had a chance, or she played at a Division One NCAA D1 last season. Um, didn't like that opportunity. She came back to us. She was with us two years ago, and she was an All American for us. And then she, because of COVID, she made a decision to move on to a Division One program. Didn't like it. Now she's back with us because of COVID. She didn't lose any eligibility.
6: Oh.
5: Um, and she's getting she's getting a ton of Division One looks this year. And, um, you know, you know and I'm confident she's going to repeat as an All-American and 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 sign on with some with whatever team she chooses, whatever level she chooses. I mean, that's that's the spectrum. But, uh, yeah, she she fills the stat line. If you're looking at her stats, I mean, it, she fills it across the board, um, you know, distributes scores, does a little bit of everything. She's a good kid too.
3: Tie with Jeff Lorenz, head women's basketball coach at Brian and And So how does that work for you then? Uh, as far as when you're coaching at a JUCO school like this, and you're getting these Division One looks, how involved are you with the Division One coaches coming in? Especially if you have a player like her getting a ton of looks.
5: I'm initially up, on the up front side. Initially, I'm involved quite a bit, um, but once you know the, the D1 programs take it over, they're they're usually communicating directly with the student athletes. Uh, you know, unless they come back and, and you know the coaches come back and say, you know, what's this kid like, and really wants a deep you know, interpersonal look at this kid um, for the most part. I mean, it's once we have the introduction, we know there's an interest to, you know, we provide transcripts, whatever, whatever the, the facility requests, um, you know, the kid pretty much takes it from there and sells herself with her game film and, and her transcripts and her, you know, pretty much, you know, and, and her entire resume presents it out there. And, and we've had a quite a bit, quite a bit of success you know, passing kids along to D1 and D2 schools.
3: I'm going to ask you a difficult question that I don't know if you're going to want to answer on the radio or not. And if not, just say I yeah. pass and you don't have to answer it. Yeah. But yeah. I had a friend whose son played baseball and uh, played juco baseball for a couple of years and then played Division one baseball. And I talked to him all the time and he's like, it was the best thing that, that could have happened because it, it eases you into college a little bit. Um, you have a better opportunity to play sooner uh, Than maybe going to Division One and having to sit for a year or two, is far from from a, from a baseball perspective. My question to you is, if you were advising somebody that had the opportunity, you know, to play at a JUCO school um, or play at a lower Division One school, but maybe not get a, as much time as they would at a JUCO school, what what do you think you would advise?
5: Well, one, um, you know, we are a full scholarship program. So if your choice is to go to a first off, I'm going to address this to JUCO thing. So if you think you're you're talented enough to play under a scholarship at a Division one or Division two level, uh, why cut yourself short and accept something less than that? Go and try JUCO. It's a two year experience, um, and, and a lot of kids have a misconception that it's just for kids that are academically challenged. That's the farthest thing from the truth. Um, but that being said you have a two year experience that could be fully paid for. You may showcase yourself. You might find just that right fit program that offers you, offers you the full scholarship where you're getting your education paid for nothing. Because let's be honest. I mean, most of the kids that are playing college basketball today, it's less than 1% move on beyond college basketball to, to get paid to play basketball. So there, most of the kids are there for the one, the academic equation and two to get the college basketball experience. Now, choosing the right level that that's huge that's huge in my mind because if if you're if you think that you're a a division one player and you're not getting a lot of looks and you might only have one d1 school is looking at you but you have like 10 d2 schools looking at you my recommendation is go d2 because you're going to get more you're going to get first you're going to get on the court faster and it's going to be a better basketball college basketball experience because you're not going to be a you know that person that's sitting on the end of that bench unless, of course, you know you have the right personality that really wants to uh, challenge themselves and have that D1 experience. So, yeah. I mean, there's so many different options, Steve. It's just, it's craziness.
3: Yep, Jeff Lorenz, head women's basketball coach at Brian and Stratton joins us here uh, on the Varsity Billets uh, High School Basketball Coaches Show here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Uh, the cool thing, Mike McGivern left me notes, uh, and one of the notes he left me was, 13 of 14 players are from within the state of Wisconsin uh, for your team. Obviously, that must be a big deal to you. How far out do you actually recruit? Because I'm sure you're limited to a certain degree, uh, funding-wise and so forth. Do you primarily recruit Wisconsin and then Illinois, Minnesota, Michigan, Iowa, and generally stay in the Midwest, or how does it work for you guys?
5: Um, Primarily, I mean, our our backyard, we have to take care of our backyard. So primarily, we're going to recruit Wisconsin hard. Uh, we really have no restrictions. I mean, a couple of years ago, I actually had two kids from Alaska. Wow. to play basketball for us. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it, I had the, the number one player in uh, Division two in Alaska signed, sealed, and delivered. And then she got an offer from a Division one school and took the Division one school. But that's just the way it goes. But no, as far as recruiting, I mean, I like we like to focus in our backyard. I mean, it, again, it, it's sales 101, right? I mean, if you don't take care of your own backyard... And take the kids that you want out of out of the city, Milwaukee, southeastern Wisconsin, Wisconsin as a whole. Um, you know somebody else is going to get them. You know, and and we're right now we're at the point with our program. You know, with this uh, this being our sixth year and and hopefully our, our third trip to the national tournament. Um, our our program sells itself. Uh, if you want to play for a successful college basketball program, Brighton Stratton College is it.
3: Let's talk about the parents that are listening to the show or the students that are listening to the show. Uh, And may not have the division and one and division two offers. How often do you get kids uh, selling themselves to you uh, from all over the state of going? Hey, you know, I'd love to come play for you. Here's, uh, you know, her highlight tape, or here's my highlight tape, or whatever the case may be. Do you get a lot of that, or no?
5: Daily. (laughs) Good. It's really, you know, with our successes that we've had. Steve, to be honest with you, it's a daily occurrence where I'm getting emails, film. You know, you got to look at this kid, recruiters calling us, hey, you got to check this kid out. Or, you know, I might be at a, at a, a golf outing this past summer and, and I had a, call, a high school coach come up to me, hey, I'm working with these two athletes, you got to really take a look at it. They're, really, they're diamonds in they're off and, and stuff like that. And and those are, that's you know, when we initially set this program up six years ago when, when the program was it's an infantile and we we're trudging along and just trying to get kids to believe in our vision, you know, those are tough times. Now it's it's like, okay, this year I have out of my 14 rostered players, 12 of them are active, two are red shirts. I'm bringing back 11 this season. You know, and and the nice part, of, you know, I'm bringing back a season roster with, with a bunch of high school kids that are going to come in. Hopefully we'll pick up three or four. And a couple of transfers I mean we'll be right where we need to be again next season with like you said primarily Wisconsin kids
3: yeah that's awesome I mean that, that that is a cool deal Jeff Lorenz head women's basketball coach at Bryant and Stratton again they are rolling along just three losses now they've had a couple of games uh postponed here that should have uh, happened uh here uh in, in the last couple of days next game uh at home uh, that you'll want to go see uh looks like it'll be against Whitewater February 7th. Uh, at Mount Mary, 7 o'clock. Tip off for that one, February 7th. And you can go to their website. That'll be a great game. Uh, and check That'll that out. That'll be a out. great game. Yeah. Uh, yep. and, and again, you just took Whitewater uh, out, uh, and that was at their place. So now you get them at Correct. home, and you know they're going to be hungry.
5: Oh, they're going to be hungry. You know, they're, th- that program... The coaching staff over there has been there for quite a few years and, and they've done a really, really nice job. I mean, every year you look at the division three national rankings and UW Whitewater's in the top twenty. And this year's no different. They're number nine in the country in D three. Great program. You know, we got a great partnership where we play every year and it it's I absolutely look forward to that game because again, it's it's all in-house I call it in-house in state talent. Um, that's playing against each other, and it's just a lot of fun when it's all in-state talent.
3: Okay, I'm going to follow up. I I came up with a question while you were talking. How difficult is it for you to find games against higher-level competition because of how good
1: you are?
5: It's gotten tougher because we are independent. We're not associated with a conference, but we are an independent school, and we have to play seven schools within our region, um, you know, for seating purposes for the region tournament. Um, so once we get done with those seven schools, I mean, we're traveling everywhere. I mean, this past year we were in, we were in Iowa multiple times. We're in North Dakota. We're in Illinois a lot, Ohio, Michigan. We're all over the Midwest playing basketball games against, you know, trying to pick up games because you're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of the local schools, you know, a couple of the state schools, they, they don't want to play us. They know, they know what we bring year in and year out. And, you know, and frankly, I want, I want to challenge my program. I'm not about padding schedules, you know, playing playing softer teams. I want to go out and play the Division ones, the top-level D2 schools, or in, in Whitewater's case, an NCAA D3. I'm going to go play those schools because I know I'm going to get a good game. My kids are going to get developed, and and we'll be able to showcase them on a national on a national stage.
3: And that's awesome. He is Jeff Lorenz, head women's basketball coach. Follow him on Twitter at Coach J Lorenz, and of course the Bobcats on Twitter at BSC Bobcats WI. Uh, on Twitter uh 1250 fan account tweeted that out i retweeted it if you want to follow those guys uh, it would be a good idea and again if you're a student listening and you want to play for coach Lorenz I'd follow him on Twitter uh, get in front of him right get in front of him uh make sure he <laughs> exactly. knows make sure he knows who you are uh jeff thanks so much for coming on man appreciate it and uh continued success throughout the year
5: I appreciate it, Steve, and go Bobcats.
3: There you go. There he is, Jeff Lorenz, head women's basketball coach, and Brian and Stratton on the Great Midwest Bank hotline of applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, breathe. Like Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. All right, now, again, this isn't my show. This is Mike McGivern's show. And Mike McGivern's not here this week. Mike McGivern uh, does these uh, UW Credit Union uh, teams of the week, and it's a high school basketball show. But it's not, the team of the week is not a high school basketball team. It's a different sport. It's Arrowhead Wrestling, folks. Arrowhead Wrestling. Do you know what I know about wrestling? The Rock? Stone Cold? That's what I know about wrestling. I don't know much. So stay tuned because this is going to be a fun interview next. Randy Farrell, head coach at Arrowhead Wrestling, joins us. They are the UW Credit Union Team of the Week. Next here on the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan.
7: to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
3: Welcome in! It is the Marcy Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Associ- coaches show, I should say, presented to you by your local pick and tape stores on at 12:50 a.m. The fancy Sparky fight for filling in for big time Mike McGivern, our WSSP High School Insider, who is listening to the show. You want to talk about pressure? Hosting a show, and the guy that hosts the show is texting you throughout the show while you're doing the show. All positives, uh, and he joked with me in the last break because I said wrestling. What do I know about high school wrestling? Are you kidding me? Well, back in the day, I used to have a show called Sparky's File Inspection. It was NASCAR girl Summer Santana, Steve Zotke, uh, our historian. Uh, and we did it for I don't know, 12, 14 years, whatever it was. Uh, and Mike McGivern, for a little while, used to come on our show because we'd followed this show. So it would be at 12 o'clock. And Mike would come on as the NASCAR outsider because he knew nothing about NASCAR and would ask us questions every week. Uh, trying to educate himself or be funny one way or the other. So he says, I should be called the wrestling outsider. But I got some background information on our next guest. The UW Credit Union Team of the Week is now. What team stood out from the rest?
2: What team took their game to
3: another level on the
2: field, court, or in their community? Because they- let's find out who is this week's uw credit union team of the week uw credit union for secure mobile banking that's easy to use join uw credit union
3: all right joining us now on the great midwest bank hotline is randy farrell head coach at arrowheads wrestling program they are the uw credit union team of the week coach thanks for coming on man appreciate it
8: hey no worries i appreciate you having me thank you so much uh, just a real quick uh, heads up there. So I am classified as our Arrowhead Warhawk Wrestling Director. I know Jeremy Miller as, as our as our head coach here and other things with it, but uh, i love to hear it. You know, those things. That I really appreciate having us on today, and I uh, just wanted to give you a heads up on that one. So thank second. you so much
3: again. Hold on, man. I mean, as is, I don't know much about high school wrestling. Now there's the thing called wrestling director. Like, they don't have football directors or basketball directors. So what is the difference? Well, they better get on track. Uh, so, uh,
8: I was head coach at, at, at uh, for a high school for a number of years, and we go through uh, brought into Arrowhead to basically develop our, our program from the top down, from our high school uh, practice room and our high school guys to our youth practice rooms and our facilities to make sure that we do everything from our um, uh, for our program and our team as far as our community outreach programs, as well as fundraising and some other things. So, if it's wrestling. And related to anything in Heartland, Wisconsin, I'm right there.
3: So how did that come to be? Because you were at West Allis Hale before Arrowhead, is that right?
8: Yes, sir. I was the head wrestling coach at West Alice Nathan Hale for 10 years.
3: So how did that transition end up happening between Hale and Arrowhead? Uh, looking at it there, I know that we were
8: looking as a family to transition and to move. And so we moved uh, and purchased a new home in the Heartland area. And my daughter... Uh, is going currently my daughter is a junior at Arrowhead High School and my son is in fifth grade uh, they're in going to be in the middle school and so for me I always want to make sure that I am both connected with my children's school and and for me wrestling has always been the the passion and the life so uh, I contacted and we went back and forth and next thing you know Arrowhead Warhawk wrestling director. So Here
3: we go. <laughs> wrestling director. Okay, so hold on. So I want to go back. I, I, don't, I don't know much of your history. I, I had to call somebody to try and get a background on you uh, oh, as okay. much as I can. So I got some stuff. But what about you growing up? I mean, you, I'm assuming you wrestled growing up, uh, and that's how it became your passion. So did you wrestle growing up? How good were I you? Did. did you wrestle in college? Tell me your history. All right. So coming through, I am from Ohio. Uh, and
8: I'm a wrestled at, at a high school Kenton, K E N T O N. That's a little uh, farm community. Uh, in Northwest Ohio. I wrestled for uh, Kevin Kapanka at Kenton Senior High School. This is a great man. He was a phenomenal individual and showed you how the, the right way to connect with with athletes, and, and that was big for me. Uh, as I went through, I, I sometimes call myself I'm, I'm the schmo from Ohio, so to speak. Uh, I didn't get an opportunity to compete in college. Uh, I went right in. I played football in college to go through there, and then it just kept calling me back. And so I started to coach. I began to coach through the middle school in Ohio. Once I moved and graduated college, moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, coached with the Northwest Indiana Freestyle and Greco programs, which are both the Olympic styles of wrestling. Um, And then when I engaged to my wife, who was a Purdue graduate, uh, we moved to Wisconsin. And from there, I, I started beginning to coach in Wisconsin. I was an assistant at TOSA. Uh, and their combined program, Tosa East, Tosa West. I took the head position at New Berlin West for four seasons and then moved into the head position at uh, West South Nathan Hale and was there for 10 years. And I thought that was going to be my, my forever home. Uh, but with the transition of where we move and some other things with our kids, as we all know, kids change our lives. Uh, we went through and we moved to the Heartland area. And uh, so here I am uh, coaching with, with Arrowhead. Uh, I also have an extent with... Uh, the Wisconsin Wrestling Coaches Association. I've, I've run through the past presidency uh, there and doing many things, working with the WIAA uh, in regards to establishing uh, obviously our girls state tournament that's going on today. Uh, a lot of great people helped uh, with that. Where is uh, that at? The first in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. So Ooh. right now, the girls, the first ever sanctioned girls state wrestling tournament in the state of Wisconsin oh. is currently going on in lacrosse. And uh, so having to do uh, something with that, with our Wisconsin wrestling coaches association, and, as well as the connections with the WIAA is there. And, uh, and then I announced for the Badgers. Uh, so I'm the voice of the Badgers. When you, when you come to the field house, when they have a duel. And then as far as the other things with our national teams, with the Wisconsin Wrestling Federation, I get to, to get to coach and work with a lot of great athletes throughout the state of Wisconsin. You're so, killing me. Again, you're killing me. I wrestling, had... Wrestling's wrestling, man. I'm telling you. You're
3: killing me. My notes. Uh, was president of the Coach Association. You said that now. Yes, sir. Voice of Badger yes, Wrestling. I had that written down. Now you said that you're taking all my questions. All right, fine. Let's move on. So right. l- let's, talk, <laughs> let's talk about this. So basketball and football, um, things I know a little bit more of, uh, you know, some you. of them have feeder programs, especially mm-hmm. in these one high school towns and so forth. We talked about earlier in the show, NPS, not as much, obviously for wrestling. Great. How does that work? I mean, is there, is there such a thing? I can't imagine there is, but maybe oh, there is. Most definitely. No, no in, in really?
8: programs for feeder programs. You've got, you got their younger athletes uh, coming in through and I'll tell you uh, a lot of the high high level programs have youth theater programs or club programs that that work in their own wrestling room or in and out of the community uh, for arrowhead uh, Arrowhead had an established wrestling program, and then for some reason, it just kind of kind of dissipated and went through and so Arrowhead for a number of years has not had a youth theater program, and then they were very, very successful. Uh, athletes coming in and throughout the high school program. Obviously, we've got a, a number of of kids coming through our system that do that have had a lot of success and that have continued to to go on to the college ranks. Uh, but that's one of the things that we had to establish with with my position here at Arrowhead. So for the past few years, we've we've developed and and worked with our community to develop our youth wrestling program. So we've got the little ankle nippers, so to speak, the uh, the five through seven, eight year olds. They come in for one hour twice a week. And it's all about gymnastics and body awareness and nice. basics with that, having fun and good things. And then we work in with our older kids that that uh, are for an hour and a half, a couple of days a week. And once we've once we've established, you know, hey, we're ready to go and do some things. There's youth tournaments out throughout the state that we participate in. Uh, but yeah, youth programs are. You gotta love them, and the really good youth programs are the ones where those kids are having a lot of fun.
3: I, I got a text saying that uh, you have a what is it? A fifth grader uh, who's really good. I, I was told. I
8: do. Uh, you do. I do. Yeah, I do. Nolan Gray. He is uh, Nolan Gray Farrell. He just got out of the uh, practice this morning. He works out with a club at. Not only does he come to our youth program, but he works out with a club, the Askin Askin Wrestling Academy. Uh, there's multiple sites throughout the state with that, both in Mequon and Lake Country, in Franklin, in Green Bay, and in Madison. So, uh, with uh, our Arrowhead alumni, Ben and Max Askren, uh, both are national champions at the collegiate rank. Obviously, uh, Ben's an Olympian and, and with MMA and some other things. But uh, so, Nolan really does uh, love it, and he's been wrestling since he's. Uh, that's the great debate was he three or was he four but he's uh whenever you have a young man out there wrestling you always want to have again have a lot of fun and he's he's grown up with it you know he's come to tournaments and events with dad since he was you know i don't know in a carrier mom sure. he was born born late october and he was at his first duel in the first week of december so
3: that's crazy he's been
8: around it from for a long time but yes nolan gray we've actually got a tournament a youth tournament at pewaukee tomorrow that he's going to go to so
3: going to be phenomenal. He is Randy Farrell, Warhawk Wrestling Director over at Arrowhead's Wrestling Program. They are the UW Credit Union Team of the Week. Uh, My notes from Mike McGivern say that y'all beat McGuanagoe this week. The first time in 8-10 to years McGuanagoe lost a dual meet uh, in conference. So obviously a huge accomplishment for you guys.
8: You better believe it. What a packed night. The gym, we were in the old gym at McGuanagoe with the pep band and the student section and parents galore. It was just packed. And, uh, you know, McGowanago had just a stellar program and they've been uh, a lot of accolades to them and a lot of, a lot of great props to them as well. They've been a, a stellar program throughout the state. They've been in the state uh, team final several times. Uh, but uh, for us to go in, uh, we've begun to begin our and build our program to the point where we're, uh, we're starting to climb those ranks and uh, to have that duel. Was phenomenal. The back and forth, the back and forth. If you could have every competition be as exciting and as close as that one, oh my heavens! Uh, you know, if I had hair, I would pull it out. But obviously, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bald man, so I don't get that that luxury to pull that out. It yeah, uh, means you can
3: get you can get ready quicker in the morning. That's all that means. <laughs> hey, the, Most definitely. Right. So this is my other thing. So I also back in the day used to do a bowling show on this station for a decade okay. uh, on Sunday mornings and. High school bowling matches are insane. They pack facilities. People are yelling and screaming and going crazy. You never would think that's how it is. What is it like for those that have never been uh, to one of these meets before as far as what the fans are like?
8: So I'm going to tell you, if you get a good one, you've got generations Of families that are there. You've got grandma, great grandma, your aunt, the uncle, you've got all these things traveling with it that come to watch a wrestling event. Wrestling is so slam packed with just uh, a respect for one another. And if you wrestle, you know other kids that wrestle or other parents that wrestle or other people who have wrestled. And so when you come into a high school duel, a really good one that's going to be close, you're going to have families there and and you're going to see the uncle that used to wrestle or the dad that was a state champ for wherever the, you know, mom knows these kids from way back or grandma's still there, but um, so you're going to be sitting kind of like at a Packer game where everything's slammed in nice and tight and everybody's cheering, having a great time. And, uh, and you've got the little kids who are going to run around playing in the corner of the- and uh, the event's going to happen. The whistle's going to blow and you're just going to be enthralled by what's happening, in the action. I know sometimes I'm going to talk to the moms out there. You think, oh, my heavens, what's happened to this kid? His arm is bending or his leg is turning. Help my baby, help my baby. But I'm going to tell you, once those, once we start understanding the sport a little more and the action and the movements, uh, it just draws you in. And, and once you've got that, you're hooked for life. I'm gonna, it's a phenomenal sport.
3: I'm going to go into another direction here. Uh, Because, again, uh, earlier in the show, uh, well, actually, the show before us, the youth sports show, they have this uh, uh, group called Breakaway Basketball. uh, And the guy that runs it was talking about how he doesn't like, uh, you know, guys specializing in one sport. He'd rather have them play multiple sports and so forth Mm -hmm. because, you know, I I always say the name Johnny. So I'm a you know, I'm sorry, but Little Johnny right. uh, gets cut from his team. Little Johnny has two or three other year-round programs he can go try and get into if they were willing to pay the money to go be in it. And then later when they get to the high school level, mom and dad are mad because Little Johnny is in the high school team because he's not good enough after they spend all this money for Little Johnny all these years. It, how is it for wrestling uh, as far as that high school level of competition and how the parents are?
8: So, uh, you know, wrestling is going to be – uh, very similar across the board. And I'll tell you, there's parents out in the world. There's the high level interest parents. There's the mid level. And there's the kids who just want the parents who just want their kids to have fun. We have that across any spectrum now for wrestling. You're going to see that there's going to be some very high level young athletes and they probably specialize or do just maybe one other sport, you know, uh, at a very low key way. But, uh, for wrestling itself, especially for our, our youth program, we encourage our, our, athletes to go out and play. Now, I'm going to say this about my own son. He plays baseball. Uh, we played soccer with our with our school program, uh, and he wrestles. Now, wrestling is what he classifies as his as his number one sport. But yep. we do other things so we can uh, get out there and socializing with kids is huge, especially with our young athletes. Now, as we get into the high school, uh, a lot of our athletes that are having a lot of success and that are looking to go on and wrestle collegiately, they're more of the the, the independent one-sport athlete. They, they specialize, so to speak, uh, and they're training pretty much year-round on that. If it's not seven days, it's at least six days a week where they're doing something, whether it's a lift or a run or a yoga or something along with, those, with that spectrum of sport there.
3: He is Randy Farrell, Warhawk Wrestling Director at Arrowhead. Uh, congratulations, the UW Credit Union Team of the Week, Arrowhead's wrestling program. Uh, Thanks so much for coming on, man. I had a lot of fun. Enjoyed it.
8: I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much to UW Credit Union. uh, And thank you so much, uh, Steve, for all that you do. I hope the big time guy gets back there anytime soon. and. Appreciate everything that you guys do to to help promote sport, youth sport, and high school sport throughout the state of Wisconsin. Thank you so much for all that you do.
3: You betcha. You take care. There he is, Randy Farrell, on the Great Midwest Bank hotline. Of applying for a home renovation loan? As you're feeling anxious, breathe. My Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. All right, that will do it for the Varsity High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores here on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky, five for signing off. CBS Sports Radio up next. Mike McGivern will be back next week. Thanks to Ty Mosler, Mark Miller, the current electric superhero of the week, Lily McDonald for joining us. Uh, Jeff Lorenz, head women's basketball coach at Bryant and Stratton. And of course, just recently, Randy Farrell, Warhawk Wrestling Director, of the UW Credit Union Team of the Week. Have a good one. Toodles!